Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Midweek War. We are here to talk about Impact Wrestling. I, of course, am Mad Mike. Y'all know me. And with me, as always, is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Payton. How are you, sir? I am here to talk about Impact Wrestling. That's the intro I've given for the last three shows, but I don't care. Eamon is here to talk about specific show we I'm, are on. I am here to talk about <laughs> insert wrestling promotion here this week. Yeah, uh, you you caught us. This isn't actually Eamon. This is a computer simulation. Um, if I type the right keys in here, I can get him to say uh, rubber baby buggy bumpers, but I'm not going to do that. All right. Uh, <laughs> see, I typed in that response. That's why I was delayed. Um <laughs> So, Eamon, uh, what was your word for Impact Wrestling this week? Huh. Which was my word for last week, but it has a very different inflection. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, my word this week is mashed. Mashed? Mashed. And we will get why. <laughs> okay. You might be able to figure it out if you've seen the show. Uh, Eamon, what was your good this week? Uh, I'm going to give my good to uh, Abyss versus Jimmy Havoc. Whoa, uh, really? Yeah. Um, this part, okay, there's two parts. There's only two parts of the match I didn't like. Um, but in general, I normally don't like TNA hardcore matches because I feel they're really kind of phony. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I thought had a level of brutality, which I really enjoyed. Um, I, I was into it the minute Jimmy dived out of the ring and Abyss threw that trash can at him. Because that looked legitimately good. Like, it looked brutal. Um, uh, And overall, I liked the match. I liked them introducing Jimmy. I think if you were going to introduce Jimmy in this way in this first match, doing it in front of a UK crowd that recognizes him makes sense. Um, I think... I I don't know. And I like it. I I think it was a smart way to kind of play off this feud. Jimmy doesn't... I like that Jimmy lost. Because uh, I think we've, I think we said it before when PJ Black debuted on Lucha Underground. Like I like the idea of somebody having their first, like not winning their first match because because it works for the story. And I think in this case it works for the story, um, and gave you know uh, the the Decay a good win. Um, there's only two things I mentioned, and I mentioned it before that I didn't like about the match. Um, let's stop using Janice. We mentioned this before. Just don't use it from the fact that it's never going to be used. We know it's never going to be used, so don't use it. Not in the way that they tease it being used. Like Abyss might get hit in the gut with it once, maybe. But that, but even then, that rarely happens. I also want to put a moratorium on that barbed wire plank. Well, okay, it's the barbed wire plank is fine. I just didn't like how the announcers reacted to it because they didn't put any. I I. And maybe it's not directly on the announcers. I just hate that we live in a world where a spot like that is so like not. It's more of a. It's more not against TNA, but in the in the state of hardcore wrestling. Yeah, but like they show close ups of it, and you can see there are no barbs on that wire. It's yeah. wire on a board, like. But you Just can stick still... with the thumbtacks. The thumbtacks work. Yeah, thumbtacks. The thumbtacks, thumbtacks work every single time. Or get some broken sugar glass. Change it up a little yeah. bit. If you, 
No, but that, that well, they've done, they've done that before in TNA. And it's not. Yeah, good. one time, one time, and well, yet, they're, every they're, time the announcer like Abyss pulls out a bag, they're like, "Oh, what's in the bag?" Literally every time but one, it's been thumbtacks. I I, I, I think they've done it a couple times though, and and I think mm. not maybe not as recently, but they've done it you know more okay. times. I more. I can only recall one time there was actually broken glass. Well. And it uh, looked like rock but I don't care. Glass. It worked fine. Um, I agree, but even then, like when they do the tax stuff, the announcers kind of undersell it sometimes because it's they, they just like well because it's just hardcore wrestling is so commonplace now, especially in TNA, like mm-hmm. to where like we just it, had a monsters ball match like last week or well, not last week, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but like it, that those spots should mean something like. Sell it, sell it in your voice, but mm-hmm. uh, but that didn't take away from the fact that I did really like the match. Okay, uh, my good this week, and it goes along with my word, is the fight between EC3 and Rockstar Spud, and Rockstar Spud got mashed. Get it, mm-hmm. Spud? But yeah, I I said this during my live tweet. Um, I'm gonna be bold and say that EC3 versus Rockstar Spud has been the best feud of the past 365 days. I, I, okay. I mean, I really enjoy it. Both, both EC3 and Spud make every segment feel important. They, go, they rely on their personal history with each other, and they were able to flip um, heel and face, both of them, and yet the feud is still solid as hell and really, really entertaining. Bobby Roode and Eric Young wish they could pull that off. Like, Eric Young and uh, Eric Young, EC3 and uh, Rockstar Spud were fantastic. And they made the champion look like an afterthought on the, on the company as a whole at this point. Because if you told me that that match was for the title or they were feuding over the belt, I would have believed you because Rockstar Spud cut a more realistic heel promo in one go of it than Matt Hardy has since he won the belt. Yeah, I, I, I'll, 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 I guess it's a good time to do my bad then. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, God. Uh, it, it's, not a, it's not as bad as I make it out. But um, uh, my bad is that TNA should really pay attention to what RPG alignments are. Um. Okay. I like EC3 and I like Spud, but Spud is not automatically evil. You know, not not straight evil. No, he I know. Should be, he should be lawful evil. He does. He you know did things that were terrible, but they're for a reason, and he's doing it because it's the good thing. But he came out, and as much as I love Spud, and I'm not trying to be that guy, but like he came out and did the whole, well, this piece of shit city, you know, whatever. It's like, why do you hate London now? Well, no, no, I see the thing. I'm gonna try and justify this for you. I the last time Rockstar Spud was in that city was perhaps the lowest point of his kayfabe career. He had just been destroyed by EC3 and shaved bald. And 
if that was in front of that crowd and that crowd cheered EC3, which I'm pretty sure they did because it was a great moment, I'd be pissed too. I, I'd be pissed at that crowd because... But also, I don't think they cheered EC3. I mean, a couple people probably did, but I don't think that... I think TNA is more good on, like, the their fans are more good, I would say this, on the case of whoever's the face, whoever's the heel, they'll boo the heel. Like, I... Mm, sometimes. Sometimes, obviously. EC3 is no, usually an exception, though. But the EC3 was getting boos before, but there would be, like, obviously a couple people, like us, who are have intelligent yeah, brains. But he'll, he'll, get, he'll get booed when the Hardys are in the ring. He'll get cheered with just about everyone else. Yeah. But I... Uh, but I, I, I just Spud don't... Is, I, Spud has only done dickish things to EC3. And that allies with his character, I think. But he was also yelling at... I don't like that he was, like, yelling at Dixie backstage. Like, like... But him yelling was, do you blame me? That was what he was saying, because and he has, I think it aligned with his history of Dixie. I I think he just as well. I think he did the. Th- I'm sorry, but I just think he did the thing that every TNA thing, heel turn does, okay. which means you you attribute every heel trait, and I don't think that's how things should be. Right. I said it last week. I don't think he should be aligned with Matt Hardy because that doesn't make sense in the sense that Matt Hardy is just as bad as EC3. And Spud's supposed to be the good guy in this whole thing. Spud's supposed to be, you know. And, and as much as you say, like, oh, Matt Hardy hasn't done as much bad stuff as he used to be has, but you can tell. Oh, oh no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Matt Hardy's doing a bad EC3 impression at best. But what I'm saying is until Spud does something to another face, until Spud does something to another face, which he hasn't yet, like, if he just randomly goes up to Drew Galloway and says, fuck you, I'm like, okay, that's out of character. But he's only been a dick towards Spud, and the only reason that he's aligned with Matt Hardy is because Matt brought these things to light in Spud's mind. It's like it's like if you're dating a girl, and one of your friends, like, every, all your friends say, oh, yeah, yeah, she's great, but one of your friends tells you that, yo, you should not be with that person for AAA and reasons. And you listen to them, you're gonna side more with them because they're like, Oh yeah, like you know, maybe maybe I'm you know, doing this wrong. I think I, I see what you're saying. I think you're giving TNA too much credit ahead of time. I'm giving mm-hmm. I'm giving Rockstar Spud credit. I'm giving Rockstar Spud and EC3 well, it's not, it's I'm not, not that company. Because this, this is their angle, TNA's just living in it. But that process of the angle is not on them, it's on the booking. It's how they book it. Um also, but keep in mind not only has he aligned himself with Matt Hardy, but technically now he's aligned himself with Tyrus, who was a part of the stuff that EC3 did with him. But and, and, and they did on. do the th- and they did do the thing where EC where Spud like didn't like like kind of acknowledge him. He didn't acknowledge Tyrus at all. That's but, my point. That is my point, Eamon. And I I think I think and I don't say this often. I think if you let this play out, you'll see it works out the way we want it to. You have turned you you've become, no, a, regular, only, you've become a regular Tony O'Garza. <laughs> only when it comes to EC3 and Spud. Because I'm convinced they've written their own storyline. Because there's no way no, that, that, the, no that way. the same people writing the rest of this show can write as well as that story is. Yeah, I, I think the promo work is on them, but the way this thing is booked is on them. It's not on them. Okay. And sorry, like it, it all comes down to the booking of it. All right, we we will have to agree or disagree on that. But 
I, I think I think Spud is still on the right path. And I mean, let's be honest, this whole thing is gonna get fucked when we get back to America and Jeff Hardy can wrestle again. Oh, it's screwed. It's 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 gonna be absolutely screwed. <laughs> it's it's gone. It's gone. Our our, our little reprieve for see, how you have to remember now now Matt Hardy is, is almost aligning himself with two people who have legitimate claims to the belt. Yeah, okay. And three, if you count Jeff Hardy. Like, I don't know. The DNA world title scene is very interesting right now. Mm-hmm. The only the only person that doesn't fit is Drew Galloway, because fuck Drew Galloway. Oh, I like Drew Galloway, though. Uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to agree this. Can one. I just, before we move on. Yeah. Uh, supplemental worst. Did you say your worst? Yeah, by the I way, didn't, I didn't say my bad yet. I don't think this will be it. But supplemental worst goes to Rebby Sky. Um, <laughs> no, that wasn't it. But she's always a consider uh, a a tantamount worst. Uh, going more to my assumption over since this whole thing started about that being a prop baby. That opening segment, that that backstage opener, pissed me off so much. She was not supporting his head at all. Like, how old is that baby? And she's just, like, holding it by the hip, and he's, like, flailing on the side. Like, you're going to kill that baby. I'm so excited you brought back Prop Baby. Hashtag, no, hashtag Prop Baby. I couldn't pay attention to that op- that backstage opener because I was so angry with how she was holding her baby, oh. who is supposed to be her own baby. Eamon, at a certain point, you don't necessarily have to cradle the head of a baby. But that no, 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 no. That, that's that's a real thing. That's a real thing. I understand. No, I understand. I understand where you're coming from, and you're very concerned for little Maxim. I appreciate that, or whatever that prop baby's name. Yeah, is. Yeah, probably Greg or something. It's not Maxim, or or it's just a bag of flour with a baby head on it. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, she was just letting that thing flail all over the place, and I was just like, "Are you not like? Is nobody concerned here?" Also. Where was Maxwell when they had the in-ring promo? Wasn't with Tyrus. I'm. My bet is Maxwell. Well, because you know Maxwell's on a bit of a time time. Um, like he doesn't adjust I, as well to time change. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. A, I, I've said it before. I'm still upset that they flew the baby over to London. Like, what is wrong with you? Well, I mean, if they're both going over, then. You kind of have to bring. I, I said this again. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Tr- I wouldn't trust leaving that baby of Jeff Hardy. Would you? His wife seems okay. Whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. You, you'd see. You see YouTube clips of little Maxwell on the dirt bike. Rest. Bark my words on that. All right. Uh, fuck. I love your. I also. I also love that. I, I love that the assumption is that it could only be with Jeff Hardy and his family because Matt Hardy has no other friends. <laughs> Well, no, he does. They're all in TNA. Uh, I I assume Shannon Moore is there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, my my bad this week. The Kurt Angle retirement tour. I mean, god damn it, just just go the fuck away, Kurt. Like, it does feel like it's taking forever. Like if this was the last week, that would have been great. He had a nice match with Bobby Roode. Um. Beer Mike came out and did a nice little send off, a nice little tribute to Kurt. The Wolves said they, they, you know, that Kurt meant a lot to them. This isn't his last thing. He's got another match, motherfuckers. The thing is, he's come out and done going away promos 
as well as about to have a match about his going away promos multiple times now. That's the part that pisses me off. If it was just a series of matches, then yes. But the fact that he's having a match, then a promo about how I love you and I don't want to go, and then a match where they thank him and all that stuff, and then another promo where it's like, I love you, I don't want to go. You know? (laughs) Like, they should have made this like like the Ric Flair retirement tour. Like, once Ric Flair lost, he had to retire. Or I, I don't even mind the idea of them just booking a series of matches, but like, oh, I do. I, I, I hate it. But you There's no point to them. But but they're elongating it out to such a degree that it's ridiculous at this point. Mm-hmm. To where it's because they want Kurt to wrestle on every stop of the European tour. To where, if 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 this doesn't have a swerve at the end. Like, if this doesn't have, like, or not even a swerve, but, like, some big storyline something at the end of this thing, it's like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only reason I can think of prolonging this out for so long. And, and, and Eamon, Eamon, um, I, I'm going to predict something. There's no swerve. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's and no when, swerve I say, when I say prolonging, I don't just mean week-wise. I mean match plus segments, plus backstage segments, plus all this other stuff. Like, Creed's been retired for, like, four months now. Uh-huh. Like, and and you could have had a really good storyline because they had a nice little segment with Kurt Angle and the Miracle. Yeah, the fact that the match with Mike Bennett's not even going to happen is the most ridiculous part of this. Because, like, you could have had the Miracle Mike Bennett be the one to get rid of Kurt Angle. Like, for good. And then... Bennett's a made man. Bennett's a made man. He's absolutely made. I and, and even heels have like face have like, oh yeah, yeah. It, it took a miracle to get rid of Kurt Angle. And he's like, yeah, it did. <laughs> I, I I agree, but also if like at the least Bennett doesn't do something to Angle afterwards, like then, but then, then, but then, then the point he's not wrestling again. But then it's just because he's an asshole or whatever. Like I, I but and, and that's fine. It's just if if Angle just beats Bobby Lashley and that's it, why did we do this for this long? I I've been asking that question for months. I've been asking that because there's been no story. There's been nothing. Like if if Kurt Angle doesn't lose his last match, that is so fucking selfish. Like, <laughs> no, I would say that's selfish. Like the only guy he'll let beat he'll let beat him is Drew Galloway, and that's only to get fifty fifty booking. Well, I don't. In fairness, I don't know if it. I okay. I think they could have told us more, um, put more emphasis on the story with the Drew Galloway stuff and the fact that he wrestled him once and then learned from the experience, and then that's how he was able to beat him. Like that's. That's not 50-50 booking. But that should be the last match. That's telling your story, and it should be the last match. And we, But we've mentioned that many times before here, yeah. and it's like, whatever. Yeah, like, it seems like they did these out of order. Because the last one... The last <laughs> TNA, one TNA for the last, like, half of a year has been doing things out of order. We've said this a million times with the World Title Series. <laughs> they, they, they film in a TARDIS, guys. Um, but yeah, like, if Kurt needs to lose his last match. I'm sorry, he should not write this... He's not Peyton Manning. This when when you're uh, really, no, I'm, he's, I'm he's, make, starting, he's starting to look like Peyton Manning a little bit. 
I'm I'm gonna make the the statement here. They said about the fucking Montreal screw job. When you leave a company, you do your job. That's what you do. If Kurt Angle wins next week, the fuck was the point of this whole thing? Well, I'm Vanity's doing his job. It's just that the job TNA has no, no, no. No, I mean, you do your J O B. No, I get that, but like that's the thing. TNA is very much like this is the Kurt Angle show. Yeah, and it's going to be the Kurt Angle show until he leaves. Until Jeff Hardy can wrestle in Europe again. Yeah, and then it's going to be the Jeff Hardy show until he leaves. <sighs> All right. Uh, so, Eamon, what would you change about this week? You know what I would change? Because I, I think this is a way, uh, at least from what I see, uh, of the way they're going with things. And uh, I'm glad they're going with it, hopefully, this way. Um, uh, I would have loved the backstage promo with Jade after her... Uh, attack on Gail Kim. As much as I like that she's f- challenging for the knockouts title, and quite frankly, I hope she wins the title mm-hmm. um, because Gail and Maria don't need the belt. I, I don't think it needs the belt at all. Um, she needs a personality, and she has a personality. It's just they don't showcase her personality at all. Mm-hmm. So she, if you're going to put the belt on somebody, you have to let that audience know who she is and give her some mic time and. She could do great with my time. Just give it to her. Right. Uh, my my change would be that Grado segment should have been uh, for the live crowd. Because the Grado segment uh, that happened backstage where he said he finally had the proof he needed, it actually made Grado seem like a real person as opposed to a Santino Morella knockoff. And I actually kind of enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more of that Grado and not some. Keep in mind that's the Grado that was that's been in the UK for how many years that they decided to bring over. So that's, that's fine. Show me more of what makes him good and not what makes him a complete fucking dumbass fighting Al Snow or wearing a jockstrap on his head. By the way, didn't he already say that he had evidence? Yes, I'm, I'm overlooking that because I enjoyed the promo. <laughs> I'm overlooking that. Crucial bit of information. Or do they just release these segments out of order? God damn it, TNA! Stop filming in a TARDIS! <laughs> All, right. All right. Oh, I do want to say a supplemental good. Maria is fucking crushing it. Yeah. Maria is fucking crushing it. She has been a breath of fresh air in the knockout division. Like, it it's very much needs it. I really, really like her promos. Yeah. All right. Uh, was there anything else that we? Oh, well, we had the Bennett versus Galloway match. Did you have any? So, that? I thought it was good. Uh, they're, they're, they're talented, you know. I, I like that Bennett cheated to win. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would love to see Bennett get that briefcase instead of Galloway. Yeah, I think he could do more with it. Mm-hmm. Especially with how fouled up the uh, the world title scene is right now. I would love to see Bennett like cash it in on either Ethan or Rockstar Spud. Yeah. Because him cashing in on one of the Hardys will not help him. But him cashing in on whoever survives between Ethan and Spud, yeah. And they've already played up stuff with Ethan, so. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially now Ethan's full-fledged face. I would love to see an EC3 versus Mike Bennett feud. 
Yeah, ECP like the, the ECP finally gets the belt back or whatever value. I mean, which I don't think it's happening, but um, I think it might. I, I think Hardy, Jeff Matt, and Matt do that thing. But Matt and Jeff don't need the title. They don't, but they're not gonna. I don't know. I I think when we get back, we could have a triple threat match. We could, but well, uh, think about it this way: Matt Hardy came out and basically cut the exact same promo that Ethan cut about him. Okay. And Matt said Ethan's never getting another title shot. Immediately, Matt Matt got another title shot. I think they're going to do the same thing when they get back to America. Only it'll. And Jeff Hardy will be in the Drew Galloway role. I I guess I just don't. I I, I know enough of DNA to be like, you know, it's, you know, yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna need Jeff and Matt. I know. God damn. Let me let me dream the seat. Sorry. Dream this. It's okay. All right. Um. So before we give our rankings, um, our buddy who who actually likes Impact, Antonio. Oh, Rosa, he does. Is not here this week. Um. But we got his rankings, and uh, well, Antonio Garza put TNA at number one this week. Yeah, um, he did. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read his comments verbatim. Um, yes, guys, TNA made number one. Opening match was great. That was the Angle and Rude match. Bennett's match was great. Main event was good. Maria fucking killed it with awesomeness. Even Grado looked like a competent human being with his promo. And while I agree with a lot of those statements. Antonio Garza is on shrooms. Uh, Eamon, where did you rank him back this week? It's my number four. Um, uh, yeah, I would say this. Bennett Galloway was good, not great. Um, I also didn't like. The, I don't like. I don't like the idea of doing EC3 spud like brawling and, and ending the show like they did because it's like, what do you do after that? You know, like I don't know. Um, uh, there's good matches on the show, but nothing spectacular. We had a, this this with the other three shows this week. We had a lot of good quality wrestling. Uh, you know, I, there's at least one match on every show that I would say gr- was great. I would even argue couple on some shows. Um, this match had good matches, but it wasn't anything super special. Okay. Uh, Impact for me is number three this week, and it, I just really love the Spud EC3 dynamic, and I, I do agree with Garza. Maria killed it this week. I loved it. I loved her stuff. I, I was especially excited to see uh, Jade attack Gail Kim after that, too, which was good. A nice little change-up for the knockouts, and no beautiful people in the segment. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Impact is number three for me this week. Eamon, where can the good people find you on the internet? Twitter, Amen Two Plays. <laughs> also Twitter, Spire Pro Res. Follow all those accounts. Do it. You you you'll be pleased. I thought you were just gonna say, Amen. Where can people find you? Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Also Facebook. Also, no, don't, follow, don't follow me on Facebook. No. Also Tinder. If you're nasty, bitch. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machine. Um, go subscribe to our Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook page. Because you know why? We have a lot of cool shit that comes up on there. 
Um, sometimes we'll have stuff that is read on the show, like what you've learned in wrestling this week. Sorg reads those every week on the show. So if you want to get into the show and don't feel like emailing us, because who for the fuck emails these days? It's all about Snapchat and Facebook and Tinder and Periscope. Fuck, all that stuff. If you just want to get on the show but don't want to email, comment on that thread every Tuesday night. Uh, Sorg posts it around... I don't know, about 3 in the afternoon, what you learned in wrestling this week. Very simple question. We get asked it all the time. Tell us what you learned in wrestling. We'll read it on the show. In fact, we may even say, that's a damn good point. Or we may call you a fucking idiot. Who knows? It depends on what you learned. So uh, (laughs) for Eamon, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your Midweek War.